and I must say frankly that I am not taken with his appearance. Had he anything to do with the death? I interrupted. Nothing whatever, as you will quickly perceive. Wentworth has been accustomed from time to time to go alone on sketching tours to different parts of the country. He has tramped about on foot and visited odd out-of-the-way nooks searching for subjects. He never took much money with him and always traveled as an apparently poor man. A month ago, he started off alone on one of these tours. He had a handsome commission from Barlow and Company, picture dealers in the Strand. He was to paint certain parts of the River Moran, and although he certainly did not need money, he seemed glad of an object for a good ramble. He parted with his family in the best of health and spirits, and wrote to them from time to time. But a week ago, they heard the news that he had died suddenly at an inn on the Moran. There was, of course, an inquest and an autopsy. Dr. Miles Gordon, the Wentworth's consulting physician, was telegraphed for and was present at the post-mortem examination. He is absolutely puzzled to account for the death. The medical examination showed Wentworth to be in apparently perfect health at the time. There was no lesion to be discovered upon which to base a different opinion, all the organs being healthy. Neither was there any trace of poison or marks of violence. The coroner's verdict was that Wentworth died of syncope, which, as you know, perhaps, is a synonym for an unknown cause. The inn where he died is a very lonely one and has the reputation of being haunted. The landlord seems to bear a bad character, although nothing has ever been proved against him. But a young girl who lives at the inn gave evidence which at first startled everyone. She said at the inquest that she had earnestly warned Wentworth not to sleep in the haunted room. She had scarcely told the coroner so before she fell to the floor in an epileptic fit. When she came to herself, she was sullen and silent, and nothing more could be extracted from her. The old man, the innkeeper, explained that the girl was half-witted, but he did not attempt to deny that the house had the reputation of being haunted, and said that he had himself begged Wentworth not to put up there. Well, that is about the whole of the story. The coroner's inquest seems to deny the evidence of foul play, but I have my very strong suspicions. What I want you to do is to ascertain if they are correct. Will you undertake the case? I will certainly do so, I replied. Please let me have any further particulars and a written document to show, in case of need, that I am acting under your directions. Edgecombe agreed to this, and I soon afterwards took my leave. The case had the features of an interesting problem, and I hoped that I should prove successful in solving it. That evening I made my plans carefully. I would go into Blankshire early on the following morning, assuming for my purpose the character of an amateur photographer. Having got all necessary particulars from Edgecombe, I made a careful mental map of my operations. First of all, I would visit a little village of the name of Harkhurst and put up at the inn the Crown and Thistle. Here Wentworth had spent a fortnight when he first started on his commission to make drawings of the River Moran. I thought it likely that I should obtain some information there. Circumstances must guide me as to my further steps, but my intention was to proceed from Harkhurst to the Castle Inn, which was situated about six miles further up the river. This was the inn where the tragedy had occurred. Towards evening on the following day, I arrived at Harkhurst. 
When my carriage drew up at the Crown and Thistle, the landlady was standing in the doorway. She was a buxom-looking dame with a kindly face. I asked for a bed. Certainly, sir, she answered. She turned with me into the little inn, and taking me upstairs showed me a small room, quite clean and comfortable, looking out on the yard. I said it would do capitally, and she hurried downstairs to prepare my supper. After this meal, which proved to be excellent, I determined to visit the landlord in the bar. I found him chatty and communicative. This is a lonely place, he said. We don't often have a soul staying with us for a month at a time. As he spoke, he walked to the door, and I followed him. The shades of night were beginning to fall, but the picturesqueness of the little hamlet could not but commend itself to me. And yet this is a lovely spot, I said. I should have thought tourists would have thronged to it. It is at least an idea.